Are you a developer or conversational designer looking to excel in the latest AI platforms? Or maybe you're in marketing looking for the latest in audio branding and customer engagement. Or maybe you're a startup, a business owner, an investor, or simply want to know about the future of voice technology. Then Voice Summit held in Newark, New Jersey this July is for you. Get your ticket at voicesummit.ai. That's voicesummit.ai. We can't wait to hear your voice and meet you at the conference. Okay. Good morning, everybody. This is Pete Erickson. I'm the founder of Modev, and I'm the creator of Voice Summit. Happy July 5th. I hope you all had an amazing 4th of July. I know we did. If you can't tell, I have my beach face on, and um, I am in Bethany Beach, Delaware. So I'm not in my office, if you can't tell, although maybe I should decorate my office with beach uh, posters. This is another of our uh, speaker interview series, and uh, this morning we are speaking with Vijay Balasubramanian. Wow, what did I that do? Really good. <laughs> that I practiced. Yeah, <laughs> I had to practice a little bit before we got started. But uh, VJ is the founder and CEO of Pindrop, a company that if you haven't heard about, uh, you should. They are really setting the mark when it comes to security and authentication in this space, uh, in this voice first era. And we'll talk more about that. But first and foremost, good morning, VJ. How are you doing? Good morning. Doing well. And happy Fourth of July to everyone. Uh, and hopefully yeah. you had a great Fourth. Yeah, you know, um, we certainly did. Bethany Beach, Delaware is like all American, you know, the parade, the fireworks, the ice cream. We had it all. My kids are seven and eight, so uh, a lot of time on the beach. Good memories being made here for sure. So uh, anyway, Vijay, first and foremost, tell us a little bit about you and a little bit of your background and how did you found Pindrop? Yeah, so a little bit about my background. I actually worked for many years in India. I worked for Siemens and Intel. And there I was working a lot in the old style of voice communication, right? You remember your old landlines and telecommunication devices. So that's where I worked. So I used to deal with EWSD switches, which were these big switches that used to route all of these telephone calls all the way across the world. And then, you know, I came here to Atlanta to do my PhD from Georgia Tech. And while I was doing my PhD from Georgia Tech, not only did I start getting more interested in voice and the security of voice, but I also had a couple of stints at Google where I worked on the scalability algorithms for Google Video Chat, which is, you know, now Google Hangouts. So have worked in the old landline world, then worked a lot in the new voice over IP world mm-hmm. with Google and Google Hangouts. And then I came to Georgia Tech to do my PhD in security. And because I was looking at voice and how big it could become, I started working on voice security and authentication. Interesting. You have gone from the old world of voice into this new era. Yeah. How do you describe the market that we're in now? A lot of people call it voice first, but how do you describe it to folks? Yeah, it's a beautiful market, right? One of the things that people don't realize is voice has always been a really predominant market, right? In the US alone, there are about 47 billion voice calls and there are about 3.6 million agents who handle those voice calls. That's like one in every 89 Americans is actually a call center agent handling your voice. 10 times the number of Uber, Lyft, and taxi drivers, right? It's a pretty massive environment. So it was always a latent environment that needed to get taken advantage of. And then when Amazon Alexa came down, in 2014, I think, that's when people started realizing the way you interact with voice 
allows you to communicate at the speed of thought. And by virtue right. of being able to do that, you know, I'll give you a great example, right? My niece, when she was six years old, she got an Amazon Alexa and she came and she said, Alexa, spell peanut. And it would say P-E-A-N-U-T. And then when mm-hmm. she was eight, she got a iPad and she hated the iPad because she was like, I have to stop playing with my toys and now come pinch, swipe and zoom. So the device that was one of the most beautiful devices in my generation, she thinks is dumb because she can't speak to it. And so mm. I not only is the world moving to voice in a pretty rapid fashion, there's 2 billion devices, there's, you know, just on the smart speaker system, there's 47 million users that use it on a monthly basis. Not only is that massive, but the next generation is going to just assume that they can do things at their convenience and at the speed of thought. And so you're going to see a voice-first world where you do commerce, payments, ads, everything that the internet brought to the online world. We're going to see all of that in the voice recreated. So now let's enter. And uh, thank you for that. I think you're right. My kids are seven and eight. They are part of the voice first world. Of course, when they were little, they would walk up to any screen, a lot of times a TV and try to tap, swipe and pinch it, expecting it to be touch enabled. But now their expectation is things are voice enabled. So whether it's in the car or at home and they like that, you know, they can talk to the remote control now, they are from this era. So let's enter into the importance of security and authentication because it's a big conversation and it it gets talked about a lot. What were the founding principles for Pindrop related to that discussion? Yeah. So when we started Pindrop, what I did as part of my PhD was look at how do you identify when a call is coming to you is actually coming from the right sources. And the way it actually happened is I was buying a suit in India and then at three o'clock in the morning, I get a call from my bank saying, hey, we want to verify this transaction. And I said, sure, go ahead and do it. And then they said, oh, can you give us your social security number? Because we want to verify that it's you. And I'm like, you're calling me at three o'clock in the morning trying to identify me. And I don't even know if you're my bank. And so we played this stupid cat and mouse game. And in 30 minutes, I was so sleepy and they didn't realize I was in India. So I just canceled my own suit. So when I got back home, I was like, man, voices existed for so long. And there is no basic fundamentals of how to identify who's on the other end. And so Mm -hmm. that started pin drop and my PhD thesis. Actually, it started my PhD thesis first, which then, you know, a lot of banks, a lot of insurances, a lot of retailers started saying, hey, we need to identify who's on the other end and we have a hard time. And so that started pin drop. But the same problem is true in an Alexa or in a Google Home. When you're asking that device to shut off the burglar alarm or open the front door, how does it know it's Mm -hmm. you and not the burglar? So that notion of voice identity and voice security is really, really important, even in this new world. Right now, all of these devices are personal assistants. So they play music, they do your Mm -hmm. grocery shopping. But once you start doing business things, I order stocks or I pay you because we both went to dinner, you need to start making it more secure, more Mm -hmm. authenticated and have more identity at an enterprise level. And that is sorely missing with a lot of these devices. And I can go into detail on why this is important, but let me pause. Oh, wow. I tell you, as a technologist and somebody in this space, it's really cool to hear the story and the backstory. So if I had to make an analogy, 
Is Pindrop like the bio reader on my phone? It is. It absolutely is, right? Because the fact is that we know voice is a beautiful, convenient mechanism. Bad guys can very easily manipulate it. Last year alone, we handled about 1.1 billion voice interactions. And by the end of this year, we'll do about two and a half billion. But the really interesting thing in that 1.1 billion voice interactions is they, there was about 346 million fraud dollars attempted by these voice actors, right? These oh, guys wow. were trying to steal your account. So if this world comes to your Alexa and your Google Home, they're going to try to do the same thing in this world. And if you start doing voice commerce in this world, that 346 million that we protected against the banks and the insurance that we protected is going to become 10x bigger 100x largely because now they can order dollhouses or order payments or do anything on your Alexa from your TV, right? Your TV can easily interact with your Alexa and you can have a voice that's inaudibly created on your TV and is played against your Alexa and it can do all kinds of things, you know, order all kinds of things that you don't need and ship them to addresses that are not your address. They can pretty much open your front doors They can do all kinds of havoc and you need to protect against that. And you can't do it as an afterthought. A lot of security, what happens is a huge event happens, a whole bunch of accounts get hacked and then people say, oh, we now have a data breach. Now we have an audio breach. What do we do? You can't wait till then because right now it is your home, your car and your personal space that's going to get invaded. Okay, so I got to go back because you said something inaudibly coming from your TV to your Alexa. Does somebody, a command can go to an Alexa that I can't hear? Is that what that means? Or just wanted to make sure I understood that. Absolutely. So, you know, your human range of hearing is between zero and 20,000 hertz, but that doesn't limit what the Alexa can hear. So you can actually play things or play things behind the scenes and you can take over things that are happening on Alexa. Also, maybe you're not at home, in which case you don't need to go through this effort I can stand from the window and play, you know, a synthesized version of your voice. And that's where, I don't know if you've seen a lot of deep fake videos have been created, right? Where you have Nicolas yep. Cage in every single movie. You have this crazy deep fake video of Nancy Pelosi slurring in her speech. Mm-hmm. You have all of these things that can get created. You can create deep fake audio. And one of the things that we're going to showcase in the Voice Summit is actually live on stage being able to generate a voice on demand. Wow. And so you're going to be able to generate that voice and then take over any Alexa, any Google Home, any connected car, either in person or remotely. This has been a really eye-opening interview for me so far. I think I didn't quite understand things like that we can command our voice assistants with audio that's not detectable by the human ear, but that the device can hear it just fine. Yeah, absolutely. It's one of the ways in which, if you remember, originally when Alexa actually played, you know, there was someone who was ordering a dollhouse on TV and then all the Alexas ordered dollhouses because the TV said Alexa, then the Alexas in your house went off. So now what they're doing, but you saw the Super Bowl ad where, you know, Jeff Bezos talked about Alexa and the Alexas didn't go off. What they're doing is they're introducing tones and removing tones that the Alexa, you don't hear that that thing is happening, but the Alexa is realizing that, hey, something weird is happening with this command, so I'm not going to react. How do you think they're doing that? They're doing that with things that you don't hear. 
Wow. And you can okay. have Martha do the same thing. You're going to be on stage with uh, Scott Cortner with uh, T. Rowe Price. Yep. Is that correct? Yeah, he is one of our clients. We have eight of the top 10 banks, five of the top seven insurance, some of the biggest financial, retail, and government institutions. And one of our clients is T. Rowe Price. And he's going to be joining me on stage talking about how they're protecting their entire voice channel and all the attacks they see against it. But the fact is that once you protect it, he's also going to talk about the very different customer experience, right? Where they were protecting it with questions, right? Because they didn't have any you know, strong technology. What they would do is ask you questions. What's your date of birth? What's your mother's right. name? Which actually makes the experience really, really bad and doesn't right. add very much security. It's like right now, the Alexas, right now, what they do for security is ask you for a spoken four-digit PIN. So if you think about security, a PIN is a bad idea. A four-digit PIN is even worse. And a four-digit PIN for everyone to hear, probably (laughs) the worst idea, right? And so a lot of these organizations have been using these old forms of security, like passwords, Mm. PINs, questions, which are the something you know. And we've changed the game by identifying you by who you are, just by your voice, what you have mm-hmm. by just by your device, and what you do based on your behavior. Mm-hmm. And so Scott's going to talk about how that's completely changed the customer experience at zero mm-hmm. price mm-hmm. and made the fraud go away. Well, I have to commend you. I think that um, you're solving an issue that is not only great for your clients, it's just good for the industry. The industry needs to understand that you know the solutions are out there there's a lot of fear and uncertainty that are holding people back. And if we can overcome the FUD, then we can accelerate industry even faster. Tell us a little bit about where the company is now. How many employees do you have? Uh, where your office is? Yeah. How do people find out more about Pindrop? We're about 300 people right now. So we've grown pretty rapidly over the last five, six years. And we have offices in Atlanta, in London, in uh, Canada. We're opening up offices in Latin America, in APAC. So we're growing like crazy. And you can find out more about Pindrop very simply by going to www.pindrop.com. And you can get all of the cool things that we're doing for the enterprises, as well as for IoT devices. So are there current job openings at Pindrop that we can direct people to? Absolutely. So if you go to www.pindrop.com and go to the careers page, you'll find a whole bunch of job openings, including people that were looking for brand new authentication mechanisms, engineers that we're always looking for, and researchers, because we do a lot of data science, a lot of machine learning, and a lot of signal processing with cool audio techniques. There's a lot of cool applications. So we're looking for a lot of people. Well, that's fantastic. Well, we'll certainly get the word out uh, for folks that are attending Voice Summit. Um, and I understand that you'll have a presence in the Expo Hall as well. People can yep. come and find you there. Yep, absolutely. Um, we do. I have to tell you, this is a fascinating discussion. I think that um, for anybody that is thinking about this space, if you have a business and you're thinking about this space, it, it opens up a tremendous amount of opportunities. But security and authentication are key to the success If you're interested in understanding more, visit voicesummit.ai. Come see us in Newark. We're going to be there just two weeks from Monday. We'll all be getting there. And uh, two weeks from Tuesday, we're kicking off the main event. Yeah, I'm excited. I mean, looking at the lineup of speakers, it seems like a wonderful group of people that are coming to talk about this very new way in which people are going to interact with devices. 
It is. It's interesting. It's new and it's old. I think that your background is interesting. And I, and I love the stats that you shared on how prevalent voice is as part of our economy. Yeah, it's crazy, right? Like, and that's the thing, right? Like when you think about voice, I mean, like I have a 14 month old son and we're obsessed about teaching him how to speak. And right. it's going to be the last skill that he loses, right? That's why you have so right. many famous last words, right? Mm-hmm. It's a skill that, you know, your eyesight goes off, your hearing goes off, but your voice mm-hmm. is one of the things that stays for a really long time. Mm-hmm. So it's the most natural way that you interact. It's what evolution has favored, right, over millions of years. Right. And so it's beautiful that devices are going to finally understand you in a very natural fashion. Well, I tell you, I'm intrigued. I look forward to the demo that you're going to give at uh, Voice Summit on the main stage. Wednesday morning, July 24th, you can catch VJ, his partners from T-Row, and then don't miss them in the Expo Hall. And if you're interested in jobs, definitely check it out. If you haven't visited the event website yet, uh, voicesummit.ai. This is the largest voice event in the world. We have more than 300 speakers coming from around the world. I think 25 countries right now and counting. It's going to be a, a rock solid four days, actually. So on Monday, July 22nd, we have pre-conference workshops. We have a hackathon that day. We have our STEAM day for our students in the in and around the region to understand more about the opportunities in this space. And then we kick it off in earnest on Tuesday, July 23rd. BJ, it's been great chatting with you. I look forward to getting to know you at uh, Voice Summit. Yeah, looking forward to seeing you in person as well, Pete.